What's up, gang? Andrew Cooper here, here for Coop's Fantasy Football Fiasco. This is not the last show of the year. We're doing one more Monday, and then we're doing one next Friday. This is the last show of a giant slate of games with every team playing, though. So I know your fantasy football championships are done. I know you guys won a bunch of leagues because I saw it in the winner's circle in the Fantasy Alarm DFS uh, Discord platform. So I've already seen all the trophies. I've seen the championships, but we still have money to win. And because most leagues are done, what we're doing, we're bringing in a DFS master. I'm bringing in my guy, Jordan Vanek from the 33rd team. And we got a lot to talk about. So why not bring him in right now? Let's get him going. Jordan, how you doing, brother? Doing good, dude. It's always uh, good to see you. Haven't seen you since uh, since Canton, but it's uh been a long season i'm sure you and i can share the same uh disappointment as a as i'm a panthers fan and you're a patriots fan so we uh we don't exactly get to cheer for many points on our teams but hey you've had you've had a little bit of fun you had that thursday night game against the uh steelers as a panthers fan i'll always have the first quarter when we were up 14-0 against the dolphins that's all i have from this season that's about it yeah i mean at least we still have our pick dude that's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the brutal part for you guys yeah. but you'll be all right man <laughs> uh yeah i mean there are definitely some rough spots with i mean miles yeah. sanders really rug pulled me for sure i mean your best player is a 30 best player in offense like 34 year old wide receiver so it's yeah, there's not some, fun, man there's it's some work fun. to be done there's some work to be done before but before we get into the offseason stuff we should focus on this week man and i'll tell you there's a lot of ways to take advantage this week whether it's going to be uh, – and I want to get your your opinion on a lot of that stuff because I know you deep dive on it. Incentives, things like that. Guys sitting, backups playing. There's a lot of that going on. So what we're going to do today, folks, uh, and thank you guys for hanging out. Angelo, see you in the chat. Thanks for trickling in. What we're going to do today is we're going to go through the games like we usually do, but we're going to focus on uh, weekly rather than – you know if you have Week 18 questions, get them in the chat. We'll help you out there. But we're going to focus on the weekly and the DFS stuff, and we're going to cat- categorize players into three groups. FFPC plays, which on FFPC, you can play pretty much whoever you want, right? You can go in. There's no stacking because you can only play one guy from each team, but you can play the chalk of the chalk. Then we're going to call the rest of the guys DFS plays or losers, guys that we're not using at all. So does that work for you, Jordan? Oh, that works perfect. Perfect, dude. So, yeah, get your questions in chat. Let me know who you guys like. Let me know who you like for FFPC. If you're not set up with FFPC, you have to go do that now. Use promo code COOP. They'll give you 25 bucks when you deposit 35 or more. And I say do it now because their biggest and best contests are coming up shortly with the playoff challenge. Right, Jordan? Like where that's one where uh, the weekly one is che- is checkers because you're just picking players. That one's chess because yeah. you've got to pick Who's not only going to have blow up games, but who's going to make it deep in the playoffs, including the championship, which those games are worth double the Super Bowl week. So get set up now because those contests sell out the $200 one and the $35 one sell out. So go to my get set up with promo code coop. Uh, so Jordan, no Thursday night games. So why don't we just start getting into these slates? Uh, I, I kind of just want to really quick hit on Saturday slate. It's only a two game slate. Right. Mm-hmm. So for DFS purposes, I know you're big into DFS. Why don't you, uh, if you don't mind, just give everybody out there a quick idea of what gives you such a big advantage? Because I've explained it on the show. I've dropped your name a bunch of times. We're talking about different coverages, right? And the 33rd yeah. team, the edge of the 33rd team and the great tools you guys have. But why don't you guys just give people a quick rundown of, of why you've been selected for the second biggest DFS slate besides week one? It's 
one of those things where from a coverage standpoint, like teams, they are who they are and they adapt each week. So there are certain teams that like to mix things up. There are certain teams that like to run certain coverages versus specific quarterbacks. Like, for example, running quarterbacks generally get a lot of uh, cover four, which is called quarters coverage. Um, it's referred to on the broadcast as like an umbrella coverage where all the defensive backs have their eyes in the backfield and kind of focusing in on that run game. The quarterback that's running like Lamar Jackson gets it a ton. Jalen Hurts has gotten it a ton throughout. However, in recent weeks, like I've noticed teams just getting away with running cover one against them and kind of bringing that extra pressure. And for whatever reason, their offense is not set up to uh, to win there. So from a coverage standpoint, I always try to dive and figure out, like, what are these teams game plans? How are they going to adapt? And like for the Saturday slate in particular, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens resting their players. They have been one of the most complex teams in the NFL from a coverage standpoint. They run everything. But today, or Saturday, I should say, they're just going to keep it simple. They're going to keep it in. We're going to try to run like cover one, cover three, kind of get guys to just not play what they normally play because they don't need to show anything more and just keep things, try to in front of them, try to keep it simple, try to stop the run. For the folks that don't know, can you let them know what? So cover one and cover three, both one high safety looks. Can you let them know mm -hmm. the different the difference between those for the people that that might not know? Yeah, so cover one is a man coverage. Uh, you can either have, well, you have one safety deep, but then your other safety, there's a multitude of things he could do where he could come in and play zone. He could come in and guard the tight end, or you could have him against like a running quarterback, be like a spy in a sense. Uh, cover three is what the Legion of Boom ran forever. It's something that they brought into the NFL as like, this is the new thing we're doing. Everybody should be doing it. Uh, the outside corners generally play the boundary is it called. So they basically guard from the hash to the sidelines. Anything down the field will be their area. Well, uh, one of the safeties will usually come down into the box and cover three is so popular forever because it allowed you to get that extra player down to help defend the run while keeping three players deep to defend the pass. Problem today's NFL is receivers have gotten uh, disgusting. Like they are at Crazy. the peak yeah. of every team. It feels like has two really, really good receivers. And as a result, there's no, there's to... no more. All right. This is our big guy that does yeah. this. This is our, this is our small guy that does this. Like yeah. they're all, they do all do everything right. They're, oh, all, yeah. they're all AJ green. They're all, you know, Julio Jones. Right. Mm -hmm. And in cover three, the whole of the defense is in the middle of the field. And now quarterbacks like two, uh, like all these uh accurate quarterbacks are just throwing there and as a result like teams have to go to more of like the older schemes and like the nfl is just always adapting um cover three i think is played at the lowest rate it's been in the last six years um that's a result of robert sala D'Amico ryan's vic vangio their schemes being more popular and being more of like two safeties high rotating out of it there's right. it's, it's a copycat a copycat league right and it's moving <laughs> i'll tell you guess you know what's going to happen next man the fullback's going to make a resurgence because you look at the success of the the 49ers of the dolphins of now the texans i'm telling you when teams start the the ravens using patrick ricard yeah it's a copycat league so we're going to see a lot of it and you see a lot of it on defense too so yeah. uh well it's like this is why I love bringing people like you on, dude, because it's like that's the stuff that people don't think about. And you hear it all the time. And yeah. if you're if you've never heard what it is and you're not thinking about it, then it's just going to go right over your head. Right. Somebody says cover one, cover three. and You don't know what that is. 
you, people don't usually ask. So thank you for clearing that up, man. Sure. Let's get in. Let's get into Steelers Ravens. Three point spread. Obviously, Ravens uh, are benching starters. Yep. Uh, OBJ has some incentives, but I'm not sure. You know, they don't seem like the t- kind of team yeah. that go out and say we got to make sure we get this guy six catches. So I don't know <laughs> about that. Uh, Steelers though must win to keep it alive, so they'll be playing for keeps. Mm-hmm. Uh, you. The question I'm going to ask for each one of these matchups is, is there an FFPC play here? So that means, like, is there a super chalk play here? Obviously not on the Ravens and probably not no. on the Steelers. I, I think you could get creative with George Pickens. Um, I think he's the only guy that I would deem, like, a blow-up matchup here. And it's just because, again, the Ravens are going to keep it really simple. They're, they're not going to get super creative with their coverages. It's going to be there right in front of them. So it's kind of the simple fact of like on the outside, you're going to have one-on-one with George Pickens because even a zone coverage means that you're guarding a man, which is the player in front of you. And George Pickens will be one-on-one for the whole game. And if you remember that first matchup with the Steelers, that was cover, it was technically cover zero, but at the end of the day, it's one-on-one on the outside and George Pickens won against their corners. I think he can do it against their backups. It's, it's one of those things where the Steelers want to get up early and, if you saw Tom when mic'd up last week where he's like, hey, we're throwing it. We're going to 14. This is going to you. You end the game. And I was like, wait, what? Like, we're going to throw it when we can run it, run the clock out maybe. And a first play, Pickens catches it, goes 25 yards. I, I think the hate towards Pickens this year is warranted because of how he kind of portrayed himself in certain sense. But I think the talent of that dude, like he could be one of the top receivers in the NFL. It's just... Right. It's tough. It's a tough spot to be in with uh, all the hate he's received. And on top of it, like what the offensive design is. Exactly. And there's a few guys like that. Like you need to have a quarterback that's confident throwing to, to throwing up contested catch balls. Same with Jahan Dotson. He, he's, he has talent. He's not as bad as the numbers suggest, but he just doesn't have a play that likes doing that. I love this comment from mile high Luke about the uh, chiefs carrying the fullback uh, specifically because the chiefs fullback uh, Anthony Sherman, I played yep. football with him for my entire uh, – my entire, basically the entire entirety of my football career from when mm-hmm. I was young all the way through high school. He was the dude, and that guy was a freak, man. He was, you know, offense, defense. He could he could throw with both hands. So he, we would pitch it to him. He'd throw it – you know, we do halfback passes with him rolling right. If he rolled left, he'd throw it lefty. <laughs> Sicko, dude. Yeah, he, he came up wild. pitched right-handed lefty in the, in, in the alum game. So shout-out Anthony Sherman, dude. Absolute freak, man. That's why yeah, he's a uh, he, good dude too. So yeah, I believe uh, it. Yeah. So well, you know what? We'll try and get through these matches as quick as possible. And what I'm doing is I'm taking notes of the FFPC plays you pull out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can you throw me a name? Is there anyone else that you're even considering using for, for classic DFS from this game? Uh, from the Steelers Ravens. I mean, on the two game slate, of course, uh, the yeah, running yeah, backs yeah. are fine, but FPC, no, none of those, none of that screams like must have guy must have matchup. It, it's not a, uh, it's not ideal there. Yeah, the guy's saying that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I was a quarterback, and when it was like third and long, I would pitch it to Sherman so he could throw it. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if it was th- dude, it was this is how good that kid was. If it was third and long, we would just yeah. hand it to him and he would get it. So that's uh, there you go. Uh yeah, I, I want to throw out one last name uh as a deep dart throw. I like the idea of throwing Charlie Kohler in some lineups. He's that's a fair. bare minimum price, and I think he's a pretty good tenant. I think he could potentially if he was on some of these teams like the Colts right now with no Jelani Woods, he would start for these teams at, at tight end, even as the third tight end of this team. So I think it's an interesting name. Uh, next matchup here, Texas at Colts. Uh, one and a half point spread, so it's anybody's game. 47 and a half point over runner. Winner makes the playoffs. 
right? The Texans could also back toward the AFC title with some shenanigans, but both teams are sitting here saying we got to win to make it in. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Is there of these, you know, is there an FFPC play in this matchup? I got to ask first and foremost. Nico Collins. Um, Nico. The, Colts, the Colts run cover three or cover four at a 60% clip with Tank Dell or Tank Dell actually led them in targets against cover three, but Nico Collins was basically right there with them. Stroud loves both of them. And Nico Collins on the perimeter, like we just saw Devontae Adams get like 20 targets and they had no answer to that. And that's Aiden O'Connell throwing the ball um, with Stroud at back there. I, I think it's a big game for Nico. And the only way I would deem that it wouldn't be is if they can't get Devin Singletary going. Uh, Singletary mm -hmm. is going to be a guy as well. Both of them in this matchup. The Slowick, the Shanahan's, the McVeigh's, McDaniel's, like all these guys go ahead and get their best players of all as much as they possibly can and as creative as they possibly can. And the two best players for the Texans right now are Devin Singletary and Nico Collins. And they're going to find ways to get him, the both of them, the ball frequently. Awesome, man. I mean, Singletary, like he also has a bunch of incentives. I know they don't care about that as much this week. And, and we probably sh yeah. shouldn't, you shouldn't bet on that. But if it does get, if they do go up big, you will see that a little bit. Like, say it does get out of hand, the Texans go up big, and Dalton Schultz has five catches, and he gets another hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. If he gets six, they'll give him that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Devin Singletary as well has some incentives, but that's stuff that you only worry about in a blowout, and we're not predicting that. So, if you if you think it's going to be the blowout to that degree, just bet on the bet on the Texans. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, just an alternate line. Right, you're betting too far. You're getting too far over your skis. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is kind of fun to throw a little something on it, but don't sit back and say, oh, Singletary has these incentives. I'm going to bet, you know, a, a grand on him, on his pro props, because you're not the only person thinking that. Okay? Oh, yeah. And yeah. from the cold side of things, Josh Downs is the only player I have interest in. No uh, Pittman, Texas. huh? Huh? No Pittman. No, I'm not. I'm not interested in Pittman, and it's just because of the fact that I think on the boundary, Devin or Stingley has been so good in uh, recent weeks. Obviously, I know the Amari Cooper blow up game. Gardner Minshew doesn't throw the football like Joe Flacco. Like, it's wild to say that Joe Flacco in the year 2023 is just launching it, but he truly is doing something special. And Stefanski is amazing, but. The slot is where you want to attack the Texans. Uh, they, they're officially running the San Fran scheme that D'Amico implemented, and right. that was attacked in the slot, and that was the best way to do it. Josh Downs obviously doesn't run a full route tree, hasn't been in, he's been in and out of the lineup. His right. knee injury is obviously concerning. I don't think he's an FFPC play, but I do believe that for DFS purposes, DFS. I love him here. At the price, yeah. I'd love to see him. Eventually, he's going to get the Chris Godwin treatment, I think, where down the road, you know, when Alec Pierce is gone or, or Michael Pittman maybe, uh, you know, is gone, he will be a full-time player. But right now he's just a slot guy, right? Yeah. Playing like 85% of snaps a slot. Shout out to Brad, dude. Uh, second place, you know what? That's the thing. The biggest measure of how good you are is making the playoffs. After that, you're in the Plinko machine and anybody can win. You know what I mean? So uh, thank you. I appreciate the like. I appreciate the subscribe. Anybody else out there, if you're watching, like and subscribe. That is huge for us. I don't understand all the algorithms, but I've been told that a like, a subscribe, a retweet, things that you can do for free help to support us, help to feed the families. So I uh, appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, next game here, Buccaneer. No Jonathan Taylor, FFPC? Real quick before we move on. Just yes or no. On no, that. no, no. No okay. Jonathan Taylor. Texans run defense. 
I said it yeah. before. Hey, we got we got we got a million matchups to get through. I'm oh, I'm sorry. calling it yeah. a yes or no on that one, yeah. brother. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but I've dude. So the, here's the thing: we never get through it. We're not going to get fine. through all the teams. We're going to Justin through. Justin Boone and I got through four teams. Oh, we're gonna get through more than that. That's the way I think so. Don't worry. <laughs> I think so, brother. But yeah, I had to call. I have to pull the plug sometimes on those. That's fine. Uh, Buccaneers at Panthers, four and a half point spread. Now we're on Sunday on the main slate where this is where the DFS money is made. Uh, 37 and a half point over under. Panthers are eliminated, but Bucks are playing for the division title. They need a little help. They need loss from New Orleans, but I don't know. What are you feeling on this one? Is there a uh, is there FFPC play here? I know Mike Evans went crazy on this team last time out, but different personnel. They got some guys healthy now, right? Yeah, I, I think Mike Evans is still very much in play. Uh, the only way I'm treating this game, DJ Tark is the only Panther I have interest in from a DFS perspective because of the value. Yeah. And the only way I'm playing him is if I play Rashad White or double stack like a Baker, Evans, Godwin type lineup. FFPC, it's only Evans and Rashad White and... It's one of those things where I'm not going to play Godwin because I'm shooting for ceiling, not that safe floor. We have to, yeah. yeah. Uh, Toronto Dave in the chat setting the over-under at five and a half games. I mean, that's that's not crazy. Oh. So we're, we're through. We're into the third game now, and we're eight, se- 17 and a half minutes into the show. So we'll see on that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's dicey, dude. Uh, so who do you think wins this game? That I sometimes I like to ask that as well. And is there anything you're betting on? Always let me know if there's something you're betting on. But who do you think um, actually wins this one, Falcons or Saints? Because it's a huge playoff implication. Well, Bucks or Panthers? I'm the Bucks Panthers, buddy. Oh, sorry, I scrolled too yeah. far. Yeah, yeah Bucks, Bucks. Bucks win this game, yes. right? Yeah, easy <laughs> yeah. one there. I'm surprised by the spread, only four and a half, though. As yeah, a Panthers fan, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's because of Baker's like little injury that he had. Um, I think that they mentioned it in practice but i saw a video of him throwing i think he's fine it's it's one of those things where maybe they're i mean the panthers have nothing to lose and we've been playing better actually like as wild as that sounds uh last week against the jaguars was really ugly but we played really well against the backers as a panthers fan tommy tremble is he the guy moving forward did you guys go back to the tight end well there's not a lot of free agents so it might have to be a draft pick i don't i think tommy tremble has to be or just guy right bridge, now it's, it's, it's ugly, man yeah okay <laughs> brown browns at Bengals. the Bengals are eliminated browns are sitting their starters so Bengals are favored by seven here 47 and a half looks like the Bengals are gonna come out and play uh i don't know what do you think man i love jake browning on dfs this weekend uh it's very dependent on if jamar chase plays but i will be looking to double browning with chase if jamar chase gives it a go obviously mm-hmm. teeing is a hamstring injury no reason for him to play Jamar Chase, I believe he goes out there and plays. And the Browns, if they're, they're sitting starters, Jim Schwartz is the scheme that's just going to blitz and let their guys play on the outside in press coverage. They did it their first week against the Brown or the Bengals. Joe Burrow and company couldn't get it going, I think, in this matchup. If they choose to do that, Jamar Chase has a nuclear-type performance. And there are – I mean, the 47.5 over-under is much higher than most on the slate. Much higher. The implied point total because of that for the Bengals is pretty high, right? So, I know Chase could be an FFPC play. we got to see if he's good to go. Uh, So, I put him on the list there. Uh, Vikings at Lions, three points uh, favoring the Lions, 45.5 point over-under. Vikings are eliminated. Uh, The Lions, you know, it doesn't really matter. There is a slim chance they could – swap seeds around i gotta ask dan campbell man he's come out and said oh you know 
the players can rest when the season's over. There's plenty of time to rest in the offseason. But do you think, you know, he could start the starters and then and then pull them? Or do you think he's just going to play this one out straight, play it normal? I think he's going to play it the way that the Packers did against them a few years ago. Um, oh. We got Aaron Rodgers when they were, uh, they won the division, they were cleared, and they decided to play their starters for like a half. And then in the second half, Jordan Love took over. It was like three years ago, which is what Campbell saw. I think golf and them will give it a go for the first half, and then they'll pull them. Okay. So in that case, we're out. I think Sam Laporte, Sam Laporte needs one catch to get the rookie receiving record. So I, yeah, I imagine they they get him that. But, like, he's not going to catch Mike Dicka. So I think, yeah, I think that makes me want to avoid the Lions completely. Yep. It does. And- I, there are four but not, not even a floor. They have no ceiling. Like I don't know ceiling like, yeah. blowing it out here. There's no reason. It, and because the backups are only going to play half the game too, you're not going to go there either. Like you can't go with Craig Reynolds if he's going to play just part of the game. So what about the Vikings? Anything on that side? No. Uh, nah. Nick Mullins is back there. I mean, like JJ does could, but like, I don't, I don't know. He like motivation side of things. What he's the player. It's always talked about winning and making sure he gets his money why go out there and i mean you got to protect yourself you got to play hard but like it's one of those things like it's scary uh for me to go to him in a spot where it's like it's nick mullins who's setting him up for death like if you watch him catch passes it is crazy he's been just hospital passes. it's been bad yeah especially that one where he got hurt on so yeah uh all right jets at patriots man this one's going to be disgusting one and a half point spread 30 and a half point over under so just kind of a slug fest Anything here that you would do in an FFPC? No, I'm I'm passing on this game in general. If there's, I say a we player, just skip it, dude. I yeah. say we just skip, straight up skip it. You, you want to? I mean, we don't have yeah, a lot of time. Don't, so. I don't have anything to say about that one. It's yeah. just Let's if just there's a player it. that blows up, then whatever. Sorry, I didn't have them. Like, exactly. So I mean, that right there gets us our over under TD. That's a we're flying. Uh, so a game that I accidentally thought we were on earlier: Falcons at Saints. I think the reason was that. There's both of the South divisions in the AFC and NFC are kind of wide open. Like different teams can take it. Either one of these teams can technically win too, right? So if the Falcons, if Tampa Bay loses, right? And then if Tampa Bay loses, the winner of this game wins the division. Yeah. And then if Tampa Bay wins, they win, right? That's that's the situation. Okay. Yeah. So Falcons, uh, Falcons Saints here. I mean, and then the Saints can all, I think the, this, no, they, that's the only way any of them get in the playoffs. They can't backdoor their way in, so they have to win the division. Yeah. Uh, this one, I feel like we got to pull some players from here, you think, for an FFPC team if both teams are playing for keeps? For an FFPC team, I don't I don't know if I would go here from the blow-up matchup. And the reason is the Falcons and Saints, both of them play the same defense. It's fun. <laughs> Ryan Nielsen came over from the Saints. They stole him uh, during the offseason. And both of these teams play a lot of cover two, man. And as a result, it's a situation where you don't have a lot of explosive plays happening right. against you unless you're just a great offensive coordinator, a great scheme. These teams don't have either. <laughs> it's one of those spots where I don't like Olave's intriguing, but I wouldn't put him over a lot of the guys we've talked about. And then Drake London is the only Falcon player because I don't know if Bijan's going to get the ball. This might be a Cordero Patterson game for all we know with Arthur Smith. Yeah. He's just, just nightmare of coach if 
you're a fantasy football fan, you hope the Saints blow them out by 40. That's yeah. that's what you're all we're all rooting for. Okay. We'll put we'll put those names as uh honorable mentions as potential. I'm keeping a little list. So yeah. I want to see if we can get through if if possible, if we can get through and then do the FFPC team last. I'll have a list of guys we've mentioned and then we can go through and pick it. And Angelo in the chat makes a great point. Uh Pats or Jets defense because we in this particular one we need a G defense and a kicker. So maybe that's where we pull a defense from. Yeah. yeah, we could pull the defense. We could pull okay. the Patriots defense. Okay, I like that. Uh, Falcons at Saints. No. Yeah, we did that one. Jaguars at Titans. Three and a half point spread. Over 141 and a half. Uh, Jaguars playing for the AFC South, obviously. Uh, and they're going to know if Pittsburgh won or lost because Pittsburgh plays the day before. If Pittsburgh wins, that puts the heat on a bunch of teams. It puts the heat on the Jaguars, and depending on what happens with the Jaguars, puts the heat on the Bills. Like the Bills on the Sunday night game will go into that game knowing that they're either going to win the division or they could potentially miss the playoffs completely. I, as a Patriots fan, I'm I, as a Patriots fan, I've already jumped the ship completely into Team Chaos. So I, I'm rooting for like the three percent chance that the Vikings make the playoffs, like all these crazy things. So, uh, but Jags and Titans, uh, Titans are eliminated. So, okay, this is where I'm going to ask about the incentives because with some of these other guys, you look at it and say, okay, this team is playing to win. There's The incentives aren't that crazy. In this case, DeAndre Hopkins' contract is chock full of incentives. And they're, I mean, he can make an extra million bucks this week. So in that case, do you ever bet on that or do you ever think about that in DFS or do you just try and play it straight? I try to play it straight because it's all about matchup specific because like the Jaguars aren't going to let D-Hop get his incentives, but Brian Tannehill is going to force D-Hop the incentives. Right. Exactly. It's one of those things where I do like D-Hop in this matchup and it's not because his incentives. It's because the matchup makes sense for him. He dominates targets against cover three. That is what the Jaguars live in. They're one of those teams that just, this is how we, this is who we are. This is how we're going to operate. And as a result, D hop is a guy that like just blow up game can be there. It's just depending on can Ryan Tannehill throw him the ball and not, you know, force it to him to the point where he's just getting killed. <laughs> okay. All right. So Hopkins potentially FFPC maybe. Yep. Okay. Yeah, uh, on the other side, so there's going to be no Kelsey, Kittle, Njoku. We don't want to use Laporta. So at some point we're going to have, have to pick a tight end. Is Ingram in the running for that? Or yeah. what are your – yeah. I guess it doesn't matter who plays either because at the end of the day, I saw the way that their offense ran against Panthers. They wanted to get him the ball as much as possible right. because it's an easy – a quarterback's best friend is his tight end when he's good. And his Devin Ingram is a very, very good tight end. Ha. It's remarkable how good he's become. It's yeah, funny. I was yeah. told that he couldn't catch. Yeah, no, he catches. Now he has a hundred catches. catches. That's funny how funny how that happens. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll tell you the new so like Engram that whole thing. I just want to say this real quick with especially with regards to Laporta. People out there, and and this is why it's so dangerous to have a take like rookies rookie tight ends can never be good, right? right. It, and it is ridiculous, but it's even more dangerous than than a lot of other takes because a lot of takes out there. Once the first game of the season happens, it's easy for you to shut that take off and adjust, right? Mm -hmm. But if you say rookie tight ends can never be good, he doesn't stop being a tight end after the first game of the season. So once you get that take in your mind, you're not adding him off waiver, right? You're not going to be fast enough to add Laborda and Kincaid and Musgrave because you've already decided 
that this particular flavor of player can't be good. And that's why it's so dangerous to build a take like that because the people that said, I'll never draft a rookie tight end, well, week one, they didn't turn around and say, oh, never mind, I was definitely wrong about that after one game, right? So yeah. those takes are so very dangerous. You have to be very careful with, with getting yourself locked into something like that that's going to not only mess up your draft, but mess up your, your thought process for the rest of the year. Uh, I think so. the other thing with that, like Brock Bowers is going to be overdrafted. For sure. And he's he's a stud. Like Brock Bowers, I think from day one, he will be a top 10 tight end in the NFL. He is the best tight end I have ever watched coming out of college. And that's nothing to Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts was a freak. Azoid. Kyle Pitts played receiver. It was exactly. <laughs> it's rarely exactly. playing like right. he still tight does. End. Like I think Brock Bowers is Sam Laporta, but better. And yeah, so that's scary. That's a scary thing to say because Sam Laporta is like he's with the Kelsey's of the world right now. Like not prime Kelsey, but where Kelsey's decline and Laporte is like right there with him. It's crazy. People did not like my Laporte tweet this week. They didn't know what to do with it. I I tweeted. uh, (laughs) Did you see what I tweeted? I didn't see it. I said, if Sam Laporta has 166 yards this week, he will tie the rookie, the rookie year for Kyle Pitts in receiving yards. Yeah. And people were just like, uh, they, they wanted to say something. Those are the best tweets. They want to say something, but they don't know what to say. Because yeah. it, oh. it, like we've already decided, Kyle Pitts isn't good. But I mean, he did have <laughs> 200 more yards than you know. But regardless, like I like both players. And I'll tell you what, we're still going to go through the same process with Brock Bowers. Like he still needs to have the opportunity for us to draft him and redraft. Right? Yep. Uh, there are certain teams. I mean, like the perfect landing spot for him for NFL is the Dolphins. Man, like I, that would be I, that would be phenomenal. I like the Bengals. The Bengals would be great for fantasy. If the Bengals were the, the perfect spot for, for fantasy would be T Higgins leaves. That's they, what I'm saying. And they grab yeah, 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 yeah. For fantasy, it's not as good. But no. the 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 Dolphins do need a two-way tight end to run the system properly. I was saying in all offseason, they should have grabbed Dalton Schultz. Of course, the, another team that runs the same system with D'Amico Ryans and Bobby Slowick. Yeah. We're doing that too. But like now, what are they gonna do? Go get Hunter Henry? Like oh, the Dolphins, they're I mean. They need a two-way tight end. It's it's what they need to just stay healthy. <laughs> That's the biggest thing, man. They I just, think I think they need something better. Durham Smith is a good blocker, but if they had a true two-way tight end, oh, yeah. that team would be very dangerous. Yeah. Like George Kittle, for instance. That yeah. you know what I mean? Like obviously you can't just go get a George Kittle, but that's what makes the 49ers just at a, a tiers above where the Dolphins are right now. Yeah. You definitely. Know? Because they've got Alec Engold, who is Kyle Juszczyk, right? They've yeah. got Tyreek Hill and and Waddle, who are your Debo and Ayuk. The QB play is great. They have even got Teron Armstead, who's Trent Williams to some degree, right? He's not Trent Williams, but he's Teron Armstead. Right? Yeah. They need that two-way tight end. That's the next. That's the last piece of the puzzle. That team can win the Super Bowl, I think. Uh, yeah. So it wouldn't oh. be it wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be amazing for fantasy right away, but I think no. that it would help them out. Uh, anyway, let's get back to the games. Cowboys at Commanders. We already said. Uh, you and I talked about it off air, actually. So, CD Lamb, right? Like he's in the lineup. All right, FFPC yep. first name we click on, CD Lamb. Yeah, no, CD Lamb. The only person, if you're not p- playing CD Lamb, which you should, it, it just should be Pollard. You should be playing a Cowboy. The Commanders, right. they're just bad. They're a very bad football team. Cowboys here. It's it's a spot where they need to just win, keep that two seed, avoid you know traveling on the road in the first week. Is they obviously have those home away splits, and also 
avoid playing the 49ers in the second round. That's, I think that's right. the biggest thing for their weekend. It's not their first week being on the road. It's the fact that they won't have Huge, to play the 49ers until the NFC championship. Push that game off. Hope something crazy happens. Yeah. Right? I mean, last year they lost win. all, they lost all their quarterbacks right? Yeah. last year. So, I mean, anything crazy things can happen. You know? Yeah. And the Eagles can beat them. Like the Eagles can go to Fort San Fran and win that game. And then the Cowboys get to play the Eagles at home. That'd be great. Way better. Yeah. Don't play 49ers in the second round Cowboys or you'll be exiting the playoffs. Right. I think that's why, you know, that's why the 49ers, there's been some chatter in our chats recently this week that like, that's why the 49ers are letting the, letting the Rams in. They think the Rams can go take care of the lines, right? Oh, yeah. The old, little revenge game narrative. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. Sick them. Right. There's a lot of teams that, you know, you got to think about that. Right. Like the Ravens, for instance, they look at the Steelers and say, you know what? Go ahead and be the seventh seed. We'll see you. It, we'll, if you win, we'll be happy to play you. Right. Like you get to pick and choose who. Yeah. Anthony yeah. in the chat was the one saying that. Good call, Anthony, dude. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, but before we move on, commanders, we can only play one player from each team. Is there a player from this team? No. No, right? no, no, okay, no, 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 no reason to go there. Okay, Seahawks at Cardinals. This is an interesting one. 47.5 point over under, three-point spread, which puts us in the land of shootout potential, right? Anything close to 50 point over under with a spread that's, you know, not insane. Uh, Seahawks are must-win. The Cardinals are kind of building a winning culture, doing what the Lions did at the end of Dan Campbell's first year, where it's like, you know, you got to decide. Nobody, they're, they're not tanking, right? Anyone that watched James Conner talk after the game, that dude is not tanking. No. That dude is playing. Yeah, that dude is ripping faces off in the name in the name of the Lord, right? So <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, I, this could be a good one. Uh, is there anything we can pull from this for our FFPC team? I love DK Metcalf here. Um, mm-hmm. This is a car, like this is a Cardinal team that we've seen receivers just have explosion games against them, mostly when it's a bigger body dude that's winning down the field. One of the Cardinals' primary coverages is quarters, which is cover four. Explain that for it's like an umbrella. They try to keep things in front of them, but the way the Cardinals play it, their safeties, instead of 12 to 15 yards off the ball, they play seven to like 11 yards off the ball. So they're down. So DK Metcalf running that scene. Yeah, Yeah. you could go down the field. Just the Jamar Chase game against the Cardinals with Joe Burrow, the first game they. Three, to- three touchdowns, right? Yeah, something he had like 200 yards receiving. Yeah, DK yeah. Metcalf against cover four this year with Geno Smith averages five yards per route run. So it's a it's a big week for DK Metcalf and that okay. quarter's coverage. Let's lock him in for sure. Then yeah. um, I'm moving him up with with CD Lamb there on the Cardinal side. Are we gonna go there. We're gonna do a little Kyler Murray, a little Trey McBride, maybe. Trey McBride is super intriguing because I think Bobby Wagner is just too slow. Um, it's one of those things yeah. where that he should not be in the Pro Bowl. It's ridiculous that he's in the Pro Bowl over Levante David, but we don't have to get into that. That's that's what happens when you have you're a fan favorite of like multiple fan bases now. Right? Yeah, like Bobby, he's just people like him. I yeah, like Bobby. No, they love him. Yeah, no, he's an awesome dude. He's just not a Pro Bowl player. Like the Pro Bowl needs fixing. It should be just voted by the players. It should be voted on by fantasy analysts, dude, because we Fair. actually care. It should be <laughs> the IDP guys. Gary Davenport should make the team himself. You know what I mean? Like Jordan Loop and the other, like seriously though, because we actually yeah. care about what matters most versus like journalists are always rooting for the story. They're not rooting yeah. for players, they're not rooting for teams. Like that's how Demar Hamlin could still win comeback player of the year, is because you know they already started writing the stories and they like the story, right? And yeah. so 
in it. Enough about that. I don't want to get too deep in that. No, no, no. But Cardinals I, here, it's just Trey McBride and James Conner. I have all, no interest in the receiver. All you need to know is Terrell Owens wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. It's a joke. That's a yeah. joke. Dude. That's ridiculous. Like He is second or third in literally every stat. Yeah. It's, it, if he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, then Jerry Rice is the only first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. Terrell Owens and Randy Moss easily. He, like Randy Moss was. What the heck? That's that's just journalists being jerks. That's all that is, man. Go yeah. look at Terrell Owens' numbers. They'll blow your they'll boggle your little mind. He played in the Super Bowl with a broken leg. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he had like that, 70 yards or 100 yards in that game, which is insane. He, he had a broken his... leg. And they're saying he's a bad teammate, dude. Come on now, dude. Yeah, <laughs> bad teammate, dude. Your coworkers don't go to work when they have the sniffles. This guy's yeah. showing up with a broken leg, dude. You know, so <laughs> so there you go. Uh, anyway, next next game here, uh, Eagles at Giants. Again, I don't like it because the Eagles are going to be scoreboard watching. Yeah, I feel like they'd be insane. Darren Waller hasn't played more than sixty percent of the snaps. You're gonna you're gonna lean on him in this game of all games. He has serious long term hamstring issues. I don't think he should play at all. So uh, you know, I look at this game and I don't know if I'm pulling anybody. Jordan, are you? Um. From an FFPC standpoint, I think you can look at the Eagles, but I don't think you should because the only thing that I would counter is like the Eagles offensively are just they have to get going. They ha- yeah, they yeah, yeah, they yeah. absolutely need some sort of confidence. But the problem is the Giants are going to punch, man. They're, they're one of those teams that they're going to blitz the house and right. just punch you in the mouth. And if you're not like fully invested and they haven't been. It just gets ugly. It should be an AJ Brown game, but I, I don't. Well, don't I'll tell it. you this. I'll tell you. Here's the thing. Nick Sirianni already pretty much said that if it comes down to it, they'll, they'll be scoreboard watching and they will pull the starters. So I don't like it in FFPC yeah. where we have to be perfect. But yeah. in DFS, I kind of do like the idea of like, okay, well, what if the Commanders hang on for a bit? The longer the Commanders hang on, the longer the Eagles have to play for keeps, right? Yeah. So I'd say in DFS, do it, not in our FFPC, uh, not in our sweet baby. Uh, So uh, next one here, Rams at 49ers, both teams are resting starters. In FFPC, I don't like digging, but in in DFS, anything? No, I can't. I can't get into like who's going to play for these teams. No Austin Trammell, dude. No Austin Trammell. It's Carson Wentz, man. You know, (laughs) Davis Allen, Davis Allen. He's slow. He's tall. He's he's tall. I wish I wish Hunter Long was healthy so we could see who the Rams traded Jalen Ramsey for. Go out there. <laughs> Dude, the quote, there's a quote I dug up from the Dolphins uh tight end coach that he was like, Austin, uh, Hunter Long's coming around a bit, you know. He's all right. And and then they asked him, like, what do you mean by that? And he was like, I didn't know if this guy even actually wanted to play football, to be honest with you. <laughs> Like that was a legitimate quote from the tight end coach from the Dolphins. He was like, I'm not even sure this guy likes football. <laughs> That's the guy. That's the guy you got traded for. Yeah, he's like it's nice. He's like he's doing okay. You know, he's like he's doing okay now. But what do you mean by that? He's like, well, I didn't even know if he liked football. So that's not. You don't (laughs) want that quote on your resume. Yeah. Um, So that's a rough one. Uh, So we'll skip that one. Uh, Bears at Packers. Bears are eliminated, but this is one of those toxic relationships where they've been called the little brother for a long time. Right. Dude. Like everybody, it's not Sharon Rogers. Like now Jair Alexander and everybody's doing it too. Uh, Do they, do they play spoiler here? I think they, I think they play for keeps here. I think Justin Fields should be in the pool. I mean, he's not just playing for keeps. Like 
all the, the year he's had, like, I'm so intrigued to see what they do with the first overall pick between Caleb and him. I don't think there's a clear cut right answer because we're never going to know what trades are offered on both sides. Um, but Justin Fields, he's playing f- to be the franchise quarterback or the franchise quarterback of other teams. Like, are we using him in our FFPC lineup? I think that he should I be love considered. That. With There's no stat. There's no stacking allowed. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Just rushing. Like, let's I do mean, that. That solves yeah. a lot of problems for us, to be honest. Yeah. Because now we don't have to debate like, oh, use this guy or that guy yeah. from you know, this quarterback, that quarterback. We don't have to worry about it. Okay, yeah. I love that. Okay, so we'll use him. And then on the Packers side, is there anybody there? Um, Packers side of things, Jane Reed, there's so many injuries with them. Um, I think Aaron Jones from a – is it is it PPR? It's PPR and it's tight end premium. Okay, so Aaron Jones could be considered, but that's it. We Nothing. we you know what's good about that is that you're such a coverage guy. You've named you've said the name of literally one running back on the entire show. Ma- De- <laughs> Devin that's... Singletary, like an hour ago. Yeah, Devin Singletary. Now we got Aaron. <laughs> not Jones. not mean, that we're even going to use Singletary. I'm saying you haven't even mentioned the names of any running backs. Not even one name. I've been like keeping track. I'm like, is he going to even say the name of a running back at any point? Oh, you also said Rashad White's name. So yes, said, I, I got to. I, got I for to. I forced you to say something about Jonathan Taylor that I told you to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Amen. So yeah, so we got we got, so we got to, Jones there. We have to start two running backs, but the rest we can do two wide receivers and all flexes if we want. Yeah. No, um, I got. I already have my running back lock yeah. that we're talking about in a little bit. Yeah. So two more games, then let's do that, and then we'll come back and talk about the night game. Uh, Chiefs at Chargers. Chiefs are resting starters. I don't like. I've got like a crazy deep name for you for DFS if you if you want to hear the generic prince deeper. He's not even on the roster at this moment. No, I have no idea. Uh, so there's a tight end. Uh, I, if he doesn't get called up, then it doesn't matter. But if he gets called up, I'm sneaking him into a, a DFS lineup. His name is Isaiah Gathings, right? And uh, let's see. I don't even know college he's from. I don't either. He he was a wide receiver, so he's he's uh, he's like six six two twelve. Oh, he played at Middle Tennessee State last year. There you go, dude. Middle Tennessee State uh, running corn cobs. What's the name of Middle Tennessee State? You're you're they're, a big college guy. They're um the Tech or some shit. Tennessee. I think it's like Middle Tennessee Tech. I don't know what they're about. The techies. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, but the thing is, if they. Like Noah Gray is also a guy that plays a ton of snaps for this team. So if they're going to rest everybody and rest Travis Kelsey and rest Noah Gray, maybe they do just call this guy up. They signed him two weeks ago. He was with the team in August and July. So he's it's not like he's just showing up and he's never been around the organization. He was with the team in August, July, got cut when they – I think when they cut down from 90. And uh, they brought him back two weeks ago, and he's a converted wide receiver. He's not Here, particularly fast. But if he catches a pass, I will be surprised, one and pass. I'm hoping for it. I'm, I'm telling you, if, you, if they're going full backups, it's him and Blake Bell. I mean, I don't know. 2,500, it's a very stupid, deep dart throw. Uh, if you can find a line on him that's like over one yard or over <laughs> 0.5 receptions, that's probably the way to go. But know the name, Isaiah with a Z. Uh, on the Charger side, they're eliminated. They're probably not going to – no Josh Palmer, no Keely Allen. I mean, do you do anything there? Austin nah, Eckler? Nobody, no. nobody of interest. No reason yeah. to go there. All right, Broncos, uh, the Roadrunners. It's the Lightning. Is which one is it? Lightning. Lightning. That's, ooh, that's kind of a sick name. I it's like, like a. That. It's like a blue, like looking Bronco, and it has a lightning bolt in the middle. Okay, of it. the Roadrunners. Uh, okay, Broncos at Raiders. 
two and a half point spread, 37 and a half point over under both teams eliminated. Can we pull anything from here? I mean, Devontae Adams can be pulled just because of the fact that like Aiden O'Connell seems just like, hey, you get the ball. You're getting it. Um, but other than that, like, no, no real reason. They're gonna play hard because they that's just what Antonio Pierce has made them buy into, yes. and they're gonna play for their coach. But as far as I mean, I guess you could look at the running back, Zamir White, because Josh Jacobs should just not play, right? He's he's not playing for the rest of the year. I'm thinking. No, 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 no. That would be cool. So, that would be that would make zero sense. Yeah, Zamir White is definitely a player that I would uh, consider. So um, on this on this slate, we have the Saturday games and the night game is included. So let's just talk about that quick because we're going to include those guys. So Bills Dolphins are like we got to include a Bill. We got to include a Dolphin. This is probably going to be a huge part of where the points come from here. So um, let's go. James White or James Cook. Sorry. James White is back, yeah. dude. Yeah. James Cook, without a doubt in my mind. I, that Ravens I, game. My dog here is James White. She goes crazy, dude. Big Pats fan. So. Oh, geez. But no, I'm sorry. J- James Cook. Uh, the linebackers of the Miami Dolphins can't cover me. Like it is, it is the Ravens picked on them the whole game. Like Justice Hill had, I think, 100 total yards, if I'm not mistaken. Could be wrong, but it was. A lot of pass catching for him. Lamar Jackson throwing the running backs is like one of the myths of fantasy football. Like he doesn't do that because he just sees them and he's like, you go block. I'm running. Um, But no, he was hitting on wheel routes like Joe Brady. It was Panthers guy. One of my favorite offensive coordinators that we had. Um, Problem is we gave him no sense of a quarterback and no ability to really like the flexibility to run the offense and stuff. Um, he and he and Terrace Marshall are gonna link up somewhere and set the league on fire, dude. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, the worst no, timeline. What the yeah. Panthers would have been if they fired Matt Rule instead of Joe Brady. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Uh, uh, like, sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. But James Cook is a guy that like they're just Let's gonna see. attack them. He's gonna get 25 touches, like he's been all season long. And with Bradley Chubb gone. Now you have uh, Jalen Phillips gone. The edge of Miami is not there, non-existent. And it's a similar thing that um, is going on with the commanders, where the commanders are just really a bad defense overall now. The Dolphins at least have the secondary to do things. But Vic Vangio is going to have to pull a trick out of the hat to be able to stop um, defense or offenses now, because I don't think they're going to get a pass rush from the exterior. And teams are just going to run away from Christian Wilkins and Zach Dealer and allow make their linebackers and corners and stuff make plays. I know Diggs went crazy in their first game. I don't think Jalen Ramsey is going to allow that to, uh, to transpire in this one. Um, so, yeah, no, James Cook and then Miami Dolphins side of things. Best player in big games. It's it's a huge game for Tyreek Hill. Yes. Um, okay, good. Easy. Nice. Yeah, so, dude, I, the, week 18 – Jordan, I've been kind of like figuring out how I want to do this show. We're kind of, it's the first year doing the show and we're figuring out. I think this is how we should do it. Like FFPC is our sponsor. Go through, pull the FFPC plays out of the games and then make a lineup, right? Yeah. So I, I just got a list of all the names that you got. You just dropped, yeah. right? So we're going to go to myffpc.com. We're going to use promo code COOP. Yep. Uh, first time depositors get 25 bucks when they deposit 35 or more. And now we're going to take those names and we're going to build a lineup. 
thing is, probably can't. Oh, look at that. Tony, behind the glass over there is where it is. You can scan that QR code. It'll bring you right over there or go to myffpc.com. Just use promo code COOP. You want to get set up for this week and you definitely want to go and reserve a spot for the FFPC playoff challenge. Next week, we're going to be doing a bunch of stuff for that when the playoffs are set. But reserve a spot now because those always sell out, man. I, I got into two last year and I was like, I think I'm going to do a couple more. And I went back in and wasn't even close to the weekend yet, and they were already sold out. So I was pretty sad about that, but I got a couple in there. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So let's jump in now. I'm going to pull up the uh, the thing here. Let's get rid of that FFPC thing thing so it's not a screen for ants here, Tony. Thank you. Uh, so, okay. So I've got the list here. Uh, we definitely are going to put in, as we just said, we're going to do James Cook, right? So yep. he's in. If I could spell, then we would be able to find him a little easier. There Bang. he is. Bang. Okay, we said we're going to do Justin Fields, too. Yeah. Uh, so Justin Fields is in. That makes our life easy. Because I love that, that you can't stack in this. Because yeah. too many times you get smoked, right? Where it's like, if you don't have two in Tyreek Hill, you just lost. Yeah. Right? So uh, you can't do it. Tyreek Hill and then CD. Yeah. And we're going to want to move. I'm going to put Tyreek in after because I want him in a flex spot. in case. Oh, we yeah, need yeah, yeah. Because you um, can – that's one other fun thing is that, like, you can see the scores at, like, 430 – and then be like, okay, I know this guy has Tyreek. I'm going to pivot to Waddle. Or I'm going to pivot to yeah. uh, Raheem Mostert. And we actually, with Justin Boone, we did that. Everybody was on A.J. Brown one week. We pivoted to uh, Devonta Smith, and we switched the kicker. And uh, we, you know, we, mm -hmm. we, we edged out a couple guys there. It's pretty cool stuff. Uh, so we had James Cook. We had C.D. Lamb, right? Yep. See how many you can remember. Uh, we have Aaron Jones. I know that's the other running back that I talked about in the, like a mini stack of that that uh, game with. He's questionable, but well, I think yeah, he'll be all right. I think he is fine. Well, I so saw him, I saw him fight someone after last week's game. So he should, <laughs> should be okay. Right. So that actually brings me to a couple decision points. So like before we put, I guess before we put in Aaron Jones, do we want to go Nico Collins or Devin Singletary? I think we should go Singletary because I think we get we have so many more receivers. I have so much for like receivers. That we I have like. ton of receivers to use. Yeah, I yeah, mean we can I'll still look, use yeah. it. We can still use them at the flex. Yeah. So okay, so we got that one. Uh, did we want to use Mike Evans or Rashad White? I would go Mike Evans. Okay. Yeah, I like the, I like Evans. He's been so good. And technically, I know he probably doesn't care about it as much as we do but if he scores one more touchdown he ties his career record which is also the buccaneers career record so that's why you know, he could be going for that receiver ever easily dude. thousand yeah. yards every every year no matter what maybe not week to week but season to season no what, question what kicker are we picking it, usually we go for the kicker at the end once we've kind of settled okay. out uh yeah. like, unless, unless really you have a name it. that's like a ringer dude I feel unless like you have like a ringer out there we'll, we'll, no, we'll get to that at the end we'll get to that at the end all right. Uh, so we've got – so here are some other names that we threw out there. Oh, one you were definitely adamant about is DK Metcalf. Yep, right? and so Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase. So we'll get Metcalf in. Chase. We'll get Chase in. So now we're into the land of we were like – I you know you were a little wishy-washy, so I put him on the list, uh, mm -hmm. whether or not we wanted to use him. We've got uh, – well, before we get to that, you want to let's pick a tight end. Do you want to use Engram and McBride? think we go McBride. Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to play to win. That we know yeah. that the we know the Jaguars are too, but technically technically the Titans are one of the best teams in DVOA versus the tight end. 
They they I mean, think he's allowed like one touchdown this year or something. Yeah, it's been it's been good. Even after trading Kevin Byard, I mean, last week they held Dalton Schultz to. If you Nothing. started Schultz in your championship, you probably lost. That's where yeah. they held him to. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go McBride. I mean, it, it is he's tight end. Unbelievable. He's inevitable. It, it's tight end premium. I, so I if he gets like, if yeah. he gets eight catches, that's sixteen. You know, like yeah. it's it's you know whatever it is. It's it's twelve catches. Yeah. You you don't like McBride? No, I love I love him as a player. Like I loved him at Colorado State. You have no idea how much I played him in college football DFS. It's it's just... kind of disgusting because he was always because tight ends in college football always are like 3,800. And you know his stats at Colorado State were ridiculous. So Crazy. I played him a ton, just like Sam Laporta, except for Iowa tight ends are always priced at 4,800 because they know. They're, they're, they're aware. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they know they but, know it's a tight end you, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, McBride here, just because we also get the mini stack of DK Metcalf. It's a little fun little action there. And he's just, he's inevitable. He's just, and if Jamal Adams somehow plays again, I don't know if he's going to this year because they shouldn't put him out there. If he's guarding him, it's it's McBride season. Yeah, easy, man. I mean, dude, there was a period. Jamal Adams was like an eight-year vet, and looking at his stats, Troy Brown had more interceptions than him. Yeah, that. no, Jamal, Jamal <laughs> just, Adams should just convert to an off-ball linebacker like right. Isaiah Simmons and just blitz. I think the Giants will be the best fit for him personally, yeah. but – continue uh, um with, with wink right yeah uh, wink martindale yeah the um so anthony earlier in the show you might have missed it jay we're off on we're off jt for this we're potentially maybe in for dfs but not for mm -hmm. this one don't like the matchup so here are the name we need two flexes and we yeah. have about five or six names remaining that that we mentioned so yeah. here are the options uh i'm gonna go through them all and you tell me uh you pick the best one and then we gotta pick another one so we got okay. george pickens okay uh, we have Alave or London. We have DeAndre Hopkins. We have Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Hmm. Yeah. That's, it's so funny to say those names out loud and be like, George Pickens over Devontae Adams. <laughs> I know. I know, um, but that's the world we're in, dude. That's no, the world I know. we're um, I think we, we definitely go um, – Aaron Jones, because it's I also I'll also mention it's tight end premium, so we could go Evan Ingram if we wanted to. We just did that. We just did say how hard the matchup is, though. But yeah, I don't think I could. Like if we go Evan Ingram, we would go D Hop. Yeah. Okay. So let's go Pickens. Yeah. That gives us a Saturday player, which is fun. Yeah, and we could put him at the wide receiver position, replace him with like Mike Evans or something. Hopkins? Yeah, I think we yeah. I like it, man. Okay, so defense, we said Patriots. We don't have to worry about stat stacking that one up. Um, and you might have just been in receiver. Yeah, there you go. There, there you go. I've, I've just been doing this all year for our sponsor. I'll figure out how it works at some point. Okay. Uh, and then one, so now here, the pick you were so anxious and desperate to make. It's Young Hoku. It, this man has been off lately. He's been out awful. He has missed some kicks. But you bet, you bet your sweet self. He just he makes up for it against the uh, Saints here, and just he just drills field goal after field goal to make Justin Tucker feel bad. And well, we can't pick Tucker. Oh no, he could have, but that's fine. Yeah, well, yeah, we're not gonna do that. Not with the backups. So there you go, dude. That's the lineup: Field, Singletary, Cook, Lamb, Evans, Pickens, Metcalf, Hopkins, Chase, McBride, Koo. Pats. This is your first time making one of those. Doesn't it feel crazy having a lineup like that? And yeah, it's just weird. In regular weeks, they're even crazier. Oh, wait yeah. a second. We got to take Hopkins out because I forgot to put Tyreek in. 
that's you know what? Yeah, that's, that that's called a, that, that's called awareness right there. That's very good. Yeah, no, sorry. Right. I was like, wait a minute. Because I, mean, <laughs> I want him in the flex. That's why. Yeah, I want him yeah. in the flex. Uh, so there Pick, you go, Pickens, man. We should probably put Pickens to the receiver spot over Lamb. You know, we yep. gotta we gotta build this lineup correctly. And I like that we only have two running backs. That's perfect. And they both played for the Bills last year. There you go. Well, <laughs> I'll do that. I'll I'll do the the housekeeping after the show. I'll organize that. What Good. we got to do now is go over to myffpc.com. Use promo code coop they'll give you 25 bucks when you deposit 35 or more get set up for this reserve a spot for the playoff challenge and take care of that the other thing that we got to do jordan is you got to tell everybody where they can find your stuff because i'm sure everybody that listened to the show today were like dude i actually learned something today about cover one and cover three and cover four and cover zero so tell them where they can find your stuff what you got going on obviously your twitter handle is right there on the screen uh but yeah what you got what you got popping over 33rd I'll be obviously, or I'll be making a week 18 DFS uh, piece uh, that will come out on Saturday. We've got a show later today with uh, Hilo talking all things of this weekend. Um, usually I go light on this weekend to be fully transparent. It's not the week that I love to take advantage of. And I will be prepping for a lot of content coming out in the playoffs. And then on top of it, um senior bowl week i will be down there in mobile on the field boots on the ground uh that's where i found tank dell Dontavian wicks and some of the other guys that are performing this year where i was uh all over him luke musgrave actually popped for me while watching him at senior bowl because he was just bigger and faster than everybody there and it was really strange to watch him uh get going but and he didn't and he didn't do pretty much anything at the combine so no. if you didn't get that experience and you didn't get information from Jordan on that, then you had no information. So that's why exactly. we appreciate you going down there and doing that yeah. stuff for us. Tank Dale was my favorite guy last year. So I'm hoping there's a ton. The talent this year is higher than last year. Uh, give you a sneak preview. Xavier Leggett from South Carolina. Statistically, the analytics community is going to destroy him. Um, he was a quarterback in high school that converted to wide receiver and played at the SEC level. He's built between a DK Metcalf and an AJ Brown, and he is plays similar to both of them. So that type of receiver is kind of being a guy that I think uh, will be overlooked by the analytics community. I hope he finds himself in Houston because if he gets to Stroud and Dell, they could just let Nico Collins just fade and be another guy on another team and get that money while Xavier Leggett comes in. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. Folks in the chat are calling me stupid for missing the Tyreek Hill move. They're calling you a genius. They say 33rd props. Go check yeah. it out. Big money Vanek. Everybody, thank you so much for hanging out. Like, subscribe. Thank you, Tony, behind the glass. and Thank you, Jordan. We're out of here, but stay tuned. After this, on this very channel, coming up in like two minutes, is Brit's Blitz with Britt Flynn, our very favorite. Always plugged in, especially on the injuries and all that stuff. So make sure you get your questions in on who's going to play this week, who's going to not. But that's it for us. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on Monday.